You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. That really pleases God. Above all other things, the thing that God is pleased with the most is when we have faith on the testing side of the Red Sea. What God really desires in our lives is that we praise Him and thank Him in advance for what we know He's going to do. Each and every one of us has our own fair share of times we can recall the Lord's deliverance and the joy and thankfulness it brought. However, how many of us can recall times of thankfulness before He actually delivered? In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches us that one of the most delightful things to the Lord is when our praise and thanksgiving aren't exclusive to times of peace. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 108 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Why do we have this psalm in our Bible? I believe that the reason God inspired David to write this psalm, which is a, a repeat of two prior psalms, is because over the years this had become a favorite of David's. You know how it is that we have favorites, we have favorite songs. You know how in our day they do remakes of very popular songs? Maybe you see it that way. This is a remake of the most downloaded psalm in iTunes back in <laughs> David's day. This was a popular song, it was well known, and I really believe it was a favorite of David's because of what it spoke to. And This is another reason I believe that it was David's favorite. It's because it's in the future tense, and I'll explain what I mean by that. This is something the Lord has been ministering to me as of late, as it relates to praising and thanking God in advance of what you believe and know by faith He will do yet future. Notice again the tone in the psalm. It's future tense. You will, Lord. I praise you, Lord. You will do this. You will do this. Deliverance will come. And what David is doing here is he is recounting this praise, this song of praise and thanksgiving, exalting God for his goodness in advance of him doing it. So a couple weeks ago I uh, came upon, actually it was recommended to me, a really great sermon by the late David Wilkerson, who's with the Lord now. He was the founder and pastor of Times Square Church in New York City. The title of the sermon uh, was Right Song, Wrong Side. Right Song, Wrong Side. Now, It was originally, uh, you can find the PDF file of the original sermon from back in the 1990s. That was a long time ago. Uh, He did it. It's actually on YouTube uh, later on. I think it was in the uh, early 2000s. But 
This is something, again, the Lord has been ministering to me about the right song on the right side of the Red Sea. In other words, we, we praise God in advance of parting the Red Sea, not just after He's parted the Red Sea and we've walked on dry ground to the other side and He's drowned all the Egyptians behind us. I want to just kind of share with you an excerpt from this sermon. David Wilkerson says, the people were singing the right song on the wrong side. They had a testimony of God's deliverance, but no testimony of trust in Him. This song, the song of faith, was a song God had yearned to hear from them on the testing side. Anyone can sing after the victory comes. Even the worst doubters can offer a joyous song once God has provided a breakthrough, but such a song isn't a testimony of faith. Israel sang a song of victory after the deliverance, yet they sang it not in faith, but in relief. Interesting. It was a song without a foundation of trust. That was revealed three days later when Israel reverted to their old ways of doubt and fear at their next predicament. And there is always that next predicament. This particular one was when they became thirsty. Three days. Three days. What is that? 72 hours? 24, 72 hours after, imagine this, the parting of the Red Sea. And they walk on dry ground. I mean, a miracle of miracles. They are at the end. And God led them there intentionally, deliberately. And here's the Egyptians behind them. And there they are at the Red Sea. And they already start complaining. And this is going to go on for 40 years. 40 years of complaining. Were there not enough graves in Egypt? You had to bring us out here to kill us. Why couldn't you just kill us in Egypt? We're dead. This is how it ends. We're done. And God just tells Moses, take the rod, and I want you to hold it out and say, behold, st stand still and behold, the salvation of the Lord. Now, you'll forgive me for, maybe for lack of a better word, over explaining this, but I feel like I have to because sometimes I think that we don't realize that this really, really, really happened. And the water was parted. I, I was thinking about this this last week. I wonder how high the wall was of water because of how deep the Red Sea was. So he parts the Red Sea and the, the ground is not muddy, it's dry, and you've got two walls of water, who knows how high, and the Israelite, now one Israelite perished when that last Israelite had made their way through on dry ground. I mean, maybe we need to back up. Just bear with me for a second. You're there at the Red Sea. I was thinking about this on Tuesday. It was my uh, daughter Sabia's 12th birthday. So 
uh, we went to the beach. It was a beautiful day. First time I've been to the beach since July 4th of last year. I don't get out much. <laughs> I need to get out more. We're sitting there on the beach, my wife and I. And Sabia's playing with her friends. And I'm looking out now, of course, Kailua Beach, the water is really shallow. But I was just kind of picturing if that were the Red Sea. And I'm standing there and I'm thinking to myself, the elderly are no way going to be able to swim and there's no way they're going to make it to the other side. This is it. What are we going to do? And how about the young children? There's no way. I mean, what about the people that can't swim? How are, how are we going to get across the Red Sea? And here's the Egyptians. And by the way, there's a pillar of fire that God brings to keep them back until the Red Sea is parted. Now you're standing there and you're facing the Red Sea and it is impossible. There's no way but God. Then he parts the Red Sea. Can you imagine, I want you to think about this, can you imagine the relief? Oh my goodness. I, I jokingly refer to this as what I call uh, Red Sea clarity in knowing the will of God. What are we going to do, Lord? And then he parts the Red Sea. Oh, I guess this is the way you would have me to go. That's pretty clear. Red Sea clear. And so they make their way on dry ground. I wonder what was going through their minds as they're walking through these walls of water on dry ground in this Red Sea that God had just parted for them. I wonder if they're kind of looking over their shoulders at the Egyptian with, with that big pillar of fire that's keeping them from following after them. I wonder if they were looking back, looking at the walls of water. I wonder what was going through their mind. I wonder if any of them were praising and thanking God while they were going through the Red Sea. I mean, we know that they sang praises to God after He had parted the Red Sea and drowned all the Egyptians. But I wonder if, they, if any of them were thanking, oh, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. As I wonder if the young people were running. I sure hope not. I sure hope they were helping the elderly and the infirmed along the way as they made their way through the Red Sea. I love what David says here, though. He says, you know what really God wanted? He wanted to hear them sing on the testing side of the Red Sea. There's something, we, we know this from the writer of Hebrews, that without faith it is impossible to please God, which means that when we have faith, that really pleases God. Above all other things, the thing that God is pleased with the most is when we have faith on the testing side of the Red Sea. What God really desires in our lives is that we praise Him and thank Him in advance for what we know He's going to do. I heard a great illustration today, in fact, about how with today you can, you know what the, the winning scores are. Let's just talk about football. I'm not a big football fan. I mean, I'll watch the Super Bowl for the ads. But anyway, so uh, you can, you know, you can see the scores, what the final score was. But then you can go back and watch the game. But you already know, know who, who won. So here's the illustration. So your team is behind at the first half. You're not, you're not worried because you know how it ends. You know they win in the end. 
there's a fumble, there's an interception, there's a turnover. Things aren't going well. You're down by seven. No problem. I already know how it ends. I know that my team wins in the end. So I'm not as upset by those things. Had I not known how it's going to end, oh my goodness. This, no, that's why we yell at the TV during the game when, you know, (laughs) our team is not scoring or there's a turnover and we're all upset. But wait a minute, if I already know the winning score and that I win in the end, no problem. Fumble all you want. I know how it ends. Intercept, no problem. I know injury, they're out of the game. No problem. I know we win. I'm not worried. So it's almost like here we are on this side of the Reds. We know God's going to do it. We know how it's going to end. God can't not do it. We just don't know how. We don't know the way, but we do know by faith that He will do it. So why not praise Him before He does it? Lord, I mean, even if it's like this, Lord, I don't know, (laughs) this is going to be interesting to see how you're going to get me out of this one. Because those Egyptians, they're right there. And this Red Sea, this impossible situation, I mean, it's right here. Okay, Lord, I mean, you promised that you're going to work all things together for the good. You promise I win in the end. You promise you'll get me to the other side. So can't wait to see what you're going to do. I know how it ends, but let's see what the play is. How's this going to play out, Lord? Because uh, it doesn't look good, but I know how it ends, so and I know it will end good, so why not praise Him before? Praise praise Him in advance. Say, Lord, thank you in advance for what I know you're going to do in this situation. Have you ever been in a situation that is so impossible you knew God had to do it? You knew God was up to something? (laughs) You know, I, I hate to say it so crassly, but it's like, Lord, what do you have up your sleeve? Because this situation is so complex, it is so perplexing, it is so impossible, it's got to be you. There's no other explanation. Kind of looks to me like you're setting me up for a miracle here. So God, thank you in advance for what you're going to do. I know you're going to part the Red Sea. Can't wait till you do it. it it's kind of scary right now. I mean, you know, it's not like God doesn't know that we're afraid but He delivers us from all of our fears. Psalm 109. This is to the chief musician, and it's also a psalm of David. This one's going to be a a little bit gnarly, as we're about to see. Verse 1. Do not keep silent, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me, They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers. But, and I want you to notice this, we're going to come back to this, I give myself to prayer. Verse 5, Thus 
they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Now, we're not told specifically who this was. All we know is, is that David is on the receiving end of false accusation, slander, attacks, and it seems that it's at the hands of someone that he loved very much. Some Bible commentators suggest it might be Ahithophel, Bathsheba's grandfather. Others suggest it might be about Absalom, his son, that rose up against him, wanting to kill him, with Ahithophel's help, by the way. But again, we're not told specifically who they were. We're just told that this was really hurtful. David was really hurt by this. So, verse 6, he prays. Now, I do not recommend that you replicate or duplicate this prayer for your enemies. That's not what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel when he said, pray for your enemies and those who despitefully use you. This is not what he had in mind. Okay, verse 6. So don't, don't get any ideas. Set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty and let his prayer become sin. Wow, how about that? Every time he prays God, I want it to be a sin against you. Verse 8, it's going to get worse. (laughs) Verse 8, let his days be few. You know what that means? I want him to die young. Again, don't pray this for your enemies. And let another take his office. Verse 9, let his children be fatherless and his wife (laughs) a widow. (laughs) In Jesus' name doesn't say that. Verse 10. Sorry. Let his children continually be vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolate places. Let the creditor seize all that he has and let strangers plunder his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, nor let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let, verse 14, the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. And let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Oh wow, now we're really getting personal here. We're starting to talk about mom. (laughs) Verse 15, let them continually be continually before the Lord that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Why? Well, we're going to be told why, verse 16, because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. And as he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself, verse 18, with cursing as with his garment, so let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones. How are we doing, by the way? Everybody okay so far? (laughs) We're almost there. Just hang in there. Verse 19, let it be to him like the garment which covers him, and for a belt with which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers and to those who speak evil against my person. Let there be none to extend mercy, 
Verse 21, But you, O God the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake, because your mercy is good. Deliver me, for I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I mean, just, he is so hurt. He is heartbroken. He has been severely wounded at the hands of these accusers. Verse 23, I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. I also have become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own disgrace as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise Him among the multitude, for He shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save Him from those who condemn Him. Okay, kind of a difficult psalm, right? I mean, it's reminiscent of another psalm of David that we uh, read and studied through uh, earlier about how he prays that his enemies will that God will break their teeth in their mouth. And I mean, it's pretty intense. So what's going on here? Why is David so intensely praying for those who have falsely accused him? I think it's because of the seriousness of this matter. I'm reminded of the Proverbs, and I want to say it's Proverbs 7, where, might be 6, <laughs> where the proverb says there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that is an abomination to Him. And that seventh one that the Lord hates is the sowing of discord amongst the brethren. This false accusation, this slander, this gossip, it is devastating. I've shared in the past that I've witnessed over the years, not here, thankfully, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for this church. 14 years in this church, we've never had one church split. But on the mainland, I've I've seen it firsthand over the years, where there's this false accusation that is made against somebody, and their character is assassinated. There's a lot to learn from the book of Psalms, and we're so glad you've joined us to sift through it all with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. The range of emotions expressed in the pages we've been studying give us an accurate and beautiful picture of our Heavenly Father, the almighty and loving creator of the world. Before we end our time with you today, we'd like to share how you can access more of these messages right now. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen to search through our archive of Pastor J.D.'s teachings. 
You can even take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. Find a link to our app on our website or search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store. This will provide you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and access to the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into an eternal perspective. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are also available to watch on our YouTube channel, which you can access through our website. Again, that address is inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to God's Word today. We pray it's blessed and encouraged you greatly. Pastor J.D. will continue studying through the book of Psalms when you join us next time, right here on In Spirit and Truth.